Hey everybody, happy Thursday. Welcome back to the SoCo Show. It's episode number 143. This is, uh, I guess the month has expired. We didn't do a new release exam. So I'm just going to make an executive decision that we're going back to the co-host, Cody Michael. And I'm joined as always by the SoHo Seth Ott. Who the fuck are you to one, choose your nickname once again, and two, assume that everyone listens on Thursday? <laughs> that is a fair point. That is a fair, Those are assumptions I maybe shouldn't have made. But I'm kind of feeling myself today, so uh, I'm throwing my executive power around a little bit. Uh, speaking of executives, we're, we're joined uh, once again by the uh, the head bitch in charge over <laughs> at uh, J Buck Studios. <laughs> Jared Buckendall. Jared, welcome back. Hey, bitches. Let's talk about <laughs> movies. <laughs> uh, before we go any further, though, I uh, want to give Jared you a huge shout out and congratulations. Three years on YouTube. We uh, celebrated a little with some reminiscing and some clips on, on this week's edition of J Buck Live, which was super fun. So uh, thanks for being on, uh, especially during this week of celebration. And I hope a lot of alcohol consumption for you. Lots and lots of alcohol, lots and lots of reminiscing. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. Hopefully we can get uh, get a little bit more of a peek behind the curtain uh, later on and, and get into some reminiscing from old stories of Jared, because we have yet another special guest this week. Jill Buckendall joins the show. Welcome in, Jill. <laughs> wow I surprised you Jared's like don't tell me what you picked and I was like okay <laughs> fantastic uh, for our for our last guest Kyle who did a terrible job of picking a sounder uh, that's how it's done that was a well executed sounder choice uh, it made me happy cutting that together that's awesome <laughs> So Jill, so far all of our all our listeners know is that uh, you're you're the sister of uh, of the other guy we got here, at Jared Buckendall. I so mean, tell tell the listeners at home a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to to the audience here. <laughs> you know, I'd say I'm the better of the gene pool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, the I shop at sister. the Gap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the younger sister, uh, the only sister. I'm the one who was there from the beginning with this chump. And I said, what did I say to you guys? Like, he was scraping the bottom of the barrel because he kept asking me to be on. So I knew he made it when he stopped asking me to be a guest on his podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm going places, people. Yeah, you're not going to argue with it. No, I mean, the thing is, we're not going to do this right now. Oh yes, we're we're four minutes in, and we've already had to steer away from a, a sibling bickery, uh, so that's that's all well and good. Uh, we're we're really stoked to have Jill on this week because uh, we're gonna have a a new interview this week. Uh, Jill is gonna be inter- interviewing Seth a little bit later on, uh, and from what I've heard, Jill, you've got some pretty hard hitting questions. You're not gonna go easy on the guy. I mean, my thought process when I made the question is like, what would I want to know about Seth? There's a lot I'd like to know about Seth, so we'll see how quick he is on his feet. And and, and like we were talking about before uh, we started recording, I've known Jill longer than I've known Jared, so I don't know what she what she doesn't know about me. <laughs> it's interesting. Oh man, 
It's going to be a good one. The, the only thing most people want to know about Seth is how to most effectively get away from him. Uh, so mm-hmm. it'll be, besides that question, which is obvious, um, be interested to see what else uh, yeah. what else you ask of him. Cody I mean, figured like, out that... I feel like the audience should know like Seth and I's history, though. <laughs> <laughs> Seth and I, like my favorite memory of Seth is that he was third wheel on a Valentine's date and we shared a heart-shaped pizza together. <laughs> and watched Monsters University. And it was beautiful. It sounds like a good time. There are, you know, uh, third wheels uh, get a bad rep a lot of the time. But uh, there are a lot of, you know, bikes and other mm-hmm. form, I guess, trikes and other and other forms of, uh, of uh, transportation that just would not work without a third wheel. So yeah, it's an important it's an important function. So roller blades. Cr- Steph sure, roller, provided roller a lot blades, of stability. It's true. <laughs> there you go. Um, Stable Seth. That's what we all call him. Yeah, because uh, I guess to, to go back to Cody's. Uh, uh, inquiry about how to get away. It's just move uh, half across ha- uh, half the uh, the the country, go from Iowa to Oregon, and that's how you get away. And it's still not far enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still not far enough. No, uh, Hawaii is my next jump. Hopefully, another two hours of time difference will hopefully rid me of the scourge that is the so host. The scourge. Um, so yeah, we talked. Uh, of course, listeners of the show for a while now know that uh, I I am a transplant from Iowa out to Oregon. And Jill, you're a transplant yourself re- with a recent big move that you made. I am. I'm a transplant to Austin, Texas. And you've been there now. What's coming up on six months or so? Oh my gosh, that, I don't know. Right? It was in November, but you know, it's like, have I been in quarantine for four months or one month or, you know. It's like, how long has what it been? What year is it? I, I actually, when you said happy Thursday, I panicked because I'm like, is it actually Thursday today? <laughs> like, <laughs> I kind of got a little sweaty thinking about it. I'm like, no, he's wrong. <laughs> the miracle of time travel uh, that podcasting affords us. that uh, it, it confuses a lot of people. Don't don't worry. <laughs> um, but I do, I do want to get into why you moved to Austin, though, because I love this story of yours. And it reminds me of something we're often talking about with Jared, where you, you see a goal, set a goal, and, and head out and go try to accomplish it. So give the folks at home a little bit of a sense of what I'm talking about there. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, it was kind of ironic because Jared and I hit kind of the same point in life at the same exact time. Actually, he did like a week before I decided, but we basically both put our two weeks in at the same time. I just decided to quit my job because I wasn't happy and for the longest time I wanted to move to Austin because there is a company here that I do want to work for and I was like I don't have it now but I'm just gonna take a leap and see what happens and it's like I'm still writing the journey like I'm still not there yet but I up and moved here there's a lot of like difficulties involved in that and unexpected ups and downs but it's like finally just doing what I want to do I think everyone can on this can kind of say that as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, at some point you just gotta fucking dreams. go, right? Yeah, I love it. I, I think it's I think it's awesome, and uh, and it's been fun to kind of keep tabs on that as, as you've sort of progressed through that uh, decision and that process. And it's it's especially interesting to me that you both have uh, have have kind of taken that step in the last year or so. Is it? I know you've got the third brother as well, who, who uh, you both lived with, I guess, at one point, but Jared still does right now in, in Iowa. And he's a little different from the two of you guys, but is there is there something about your guys' upbringing or your childhood or your parents that, that 
do you think put that bug in you to just go after these goals that you guys have or, or what is it that that you think means that both of you have behaved this way <laughs> joe you can no, take the lead here like, like, <laughs> no you had like a really good answer last time you visited me I feel I like we were just like best buddies growing up and we were just like we were kind of independent and we were playing on our own and doing our own thing and I transferred into like adult life. Yeah, I yeah, know. I would say that it I don't know, it's it's a weird mixture of yeah, we we kind of followed plan B or plan yeah, plan B as our plan A and kind of I don't know, did what was expected of, of us and then we finally realized we did that. But that's not what we should have done or what we wanted to do, I guess. Yeah, it, there's definitely a longer story in there. Um, but, yeah, I think that, like, out of all of our siblings and whatnot, Jill and I, we very much kind of connect the most. Um, yeah, we very much are – I mean, we're. it's weird because we're both working in – we were working in – you still are working in corporate America. Um, mm -hmm. But we're very much more artsy, um, creativity, um, not – not sitting at a desk type people. Mm. Yeah, that's, uh, it's really entertaining. And I, I guess I don't, I, I'm struggling to remember how much we talk about this on the podcast, but um, uh, we, all three of us, Jared, Jill and I, were part of the same dance group in college. <laughs> and for a couple of years there, it was, it was the, the, the Buck and Dolls dance was like a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. It was a Duh thing bucks. to be a part of. The Bucks, yeah, and it was the two of you guys together, and you you share that sort a sort of a, a super creative and goofy kind of style that we can see in Jared's videos. Anyone in Jared who's seen Jared's videos know, like that that sense of humor is what you guys were doing on stage in your dances before, uh, and I'm assuming that goes back that style of humor that you both have. I'm assuming goes back even further than that. I mean, I'm sure I pick it up from him. I'm just trying to keep up, Cody. <laughs> it, you know it's funny too, as as an audience, because I wasn't in the in the the dance. What a loser! Club, but but I was I was at a lot of the shows, and the the Buck and Dolls dances. Even before I knew you two like really well, I I always looked forward to that dance because it was always going to be a lot of fun. Because like Cody is, I knew what was going to happen going into it. I knew that he was going to be front and center, and he was going to grab his crotch at some point. But mm -hmm. with the Buck and Dolls, you got it. <laughs> with the buck with the Buck and I Dolls mean, dance. Ours I knew it was going to be fun and creative. Crotch grabbing. We did a lot of hip thrusting and jazz hands. Yeah, maybe some up down, upside down crotch, you know, grabbing, but Ew. I don't know. Oh my god, the classic the dog walk move is, is what sticks with me for you guys. That was a favorite. Cody, I, I how would you so hard that? The dog walk move? Mm -hmm. Um it's like um um, you know that yoga move where you do like a hissing cat with a back arch the and then there's cow. like a another back arch cat cows yeah it's that but fast and funky and you That's move how I describe you it. move forward <laughs> and you walk with it yeah it's it's with with the right music it would be very disturbing but to, to, to the right Will Smith track it's perfect and I'll be clear um, I did enjoy Cody's dances uh, I just said that because I knew it would make him laugh <laughs> you know why it made me laugh is because I started to open my mouth to defend myself but when I did that I looked up and saw a poster I have on my wall of myself <laughs> myself 
grabbing my crotch front and center in a dance. Oh my exactly. Because that's what wow. I was picturing when I said that. Oh wow. That I've never been more succinctly summed up than in that sentence. I love that's that 20, Cody. Twenty loves years himself. of friendship gets you. Oh my god. Yeah. Dub H is was a was awesome in that it brought us together with a, a bunch of other kind of creative and, and wacky people. It's weird now that a lot, you know, we've all grown out of that, obviously, and into different careers and things, and we've all got sort of our uh, creative outlets now. Um, but it's it's funny to think about back in those days, the the, the amount, I cannot, I cannot accurately convey to someone who wasn't there the amount of goofiness that there was just as a group in that, and it was so, so much fun back then. Um, and uh, it's fun to go rewatch those two. It's pretty entertaining. Um, um, one other thing I'll say too, uh, going back to talking about the the Buck and Dolls' ambition, um, you know, their their ambition, they you know, they make a lot bigger leaps and 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 uh, more impressive and and all that. My my ambition, I feel happy when I finally make a decision to get the get get something on Uber Eats that I finally make a decision on. <laughs> So that that that's when I feel my my greatest satisfaction is when I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get Taco Bell today. You just like stand up and it's the slow motion breakfast club finish and you're like, <laughs> yes. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> oh yeah, uh medium sauce, please. <laughs> oh man, I can I can already tell uh that this is going to be an incredible show. Uh lots lots of joviality uh going around. But we do have to do certain things on this show. And one of those things is Chic Tweets. I call you a punk. All right, well, um, I had to do it because Iron Sheik usually has to comment uh, about uh, May the 4th. He, he, the past couple years now, this, what, this is our third year, he's, he's tweeted about, uh, about May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, Star Wars Day. So he tweets once again. Uh, this year's tweet says... Uh, on garbage Star Wars Day, if you do the cosplay, you better social distance from me. I don't care if you cosplay the R2-D2 or IG-88 or the COVID-19. I suplex you all to fucking jabroni planet Taika Waititi. Hashtag may the fourth be with you. Hashtag fuck the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Lots to unpack there. Um, or maybe we don't need to unpack it. Maybe maybe this time we don't need to unpack that very loaded, I'm assuming pressing the boundaries of the 280 character limit uh, <laughs> she tweet. <laughs> but uh, fuck the Star Wars. I don't I don't I don't see how that has anything to do with the rest of it. But I guess I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't question the Sheik. On garbage Star Wars day, man. Uh, there is a bit of news in there. The the Taika Waititi uh, upcoming Star Wars project. Uh, is it safe to say everyone is excited for this? Is anyone even uh, even a little bit uh, worried about this? It sounds like a slam dunk. <laughs> <laughs> it must be. <laughs> I was seeing how long it would take for anyone to say anything. <laughs> well, fuck me, right? I guess it's so obviously going to be awesome that uh, even the question is a stupid one. So I, I, I retract my question. And uh, and I guess we'll, we'll move forward. Someone please check on the check on the sheik um, because he's starting to rant, and uh, and we need to be careful with our sheiky baby. So I guess I guess fuck the Star Wars Day uh, is the highlight here. But 
you know, like I said, we're not gonna dive too much into this one. I call you a punk. Alrighty, let's shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're gonna get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Jill, you got it. <laughs> Is this where I make weird noises? You, you know you know the line. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, come on. Well, you get me started. one job. Free! 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 There you go. <laughs> I get him confused. Oh, wow. I've never been so excited to continue reading the sponsors. <laughs> Wait, now I know what's uh, our, <laughs> our next sponsor is Mathis Designs. Find our friend Steph on etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs for all your stationary and graphic design needs. Eep. There it is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the micro of the microphone is going to pick up that high pitched of a pain, <laughs> but uh, I like I like I like knowing that it was there at least. There were uh, some dogs final... that just started barking around here. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> oh man, our final sponsor, Mike's Wood. Head on over to Etsy.com/shop/cornfed and wed to get your woodworked. <laughs> <laughs> That is the formula. That is, ooh, that is a good one. And a game effort. Nobody, not it's not common for people to really put forth the effort uh, on the Mike's Wood sound, uh, out you know outside of Seth. Um, so we appreciate your your effort on that one, Joe. That was nicely done. Um, let's go now to our previously recorded selves for one more ad about Anchor. All right, we are back in the house post ads. Uh, before we kick things off, got to shout out our Anchor contributors. Uh, big shout out to Mike V, KCC, Jared B, at Jared Buckendall, and Anna S for uh, for helping us out with the show on a monthly basis. If you want to be a supporter, head on over to the Anchor page. You can link to that in the description. Uh, if you're not a contributor, that's okay too. Just keep clicking on these episodes, keep sharing them with friends, because uh, every listen helps the show. All right, from there we move forward into a highly anticipated segment. I have no idea what's going to happen, which is my favorite way to do the podcast. It's time for Jill to interview Seth in the segment that I've decided we're calling Judge Jill. We have the Honorable Judge Jill Buckendall presiding, and and Jill, I I give the floor to you. Everyone in the court rise, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Is that what they say in court? I think so. Seth, how are you doing? Sup? I'm fantastic. I have some questions I want to ask you, and then we're going to play a, a rousing round of this or that rapid fire. All right. Because I want to know. My pants have been changed. My pants have been changed. I'm ready to go. I don't know if they're going to stay on this whole time. <laughs> you ripped those warm-up tearaways off right before this? <laughs> I don't know why, but... I. I, I just decided that something I need to see in my lifetime is Seth tearing away some fucking warm-up pants. I think, and then like doing and then like and then like sitting down in front of a plate of tacos, right? Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I literally was thinking the exact same thing. Yes. The, uh, I think you guys lived together uh, too long. 
Oh, that's that's. I pictured myself ripping like it was like the like the Michael Jordan like like the when when the bulls came when the bulls came out there's a spotlight going around. I rip my pants off and immediately sit down at a dinner table and like open up (laughs) open up a soft shell taco wrapper. Oh wow! I think oh, uh, I think we just shit. got an idea for a for a short. Uh, maybe maybe that's something we could put together for a for a J Buck live commercial. Yeah, that's a commercial. <laughs> Please Please see that. I would I would love <laughs> to see that. Okay, Seth, are you ready? I'm always ready. Okay, these are just random questions, so I'll start light, and I just want to see what comes to your mind. Scary so, things. The first question. What would be the theme song of your life if you had one? Um, probably uh, themes. So, is it like a, just a song in general, or, or like you know? Now I'm like, oh, if you're walking down the street, like feeling great about yourself, like what song's playing in the background? Um, oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Um, I was thinking either that or like Chumbawamba by uh, or Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. That's probably a good one. That I can I'm like envisioning that like in a Netflix special uh, about your life. Steal My Sunshine by Len. That's another good one. Ooh. But really, it's probably Pieces of Me by Ashley Simpson. Oh jeez. <laughs> Cody, what do you think it should be? What do I think Seth's theme song should be? Yeah. Um. Wow, that is a tough one. Um, not a lot of people are going to know this, but I think of Seth's theme song as 1984 by Jamie Kennedy. And <laughs> That's, not a lot of people know that one, but it's out. Search for it if you if you are curious and you'll find you'll you'll be pleased with what you find. I promise. Wait, so did you just make that up or like has that always been in the back of your mind? Like if Seth had a theme song, no, that is what it was. <laughs> That's a song I think of. Yeah. And it's uh, I'm actually I'll, I'll play the first little bit of this. Um. But so, uh, while he's pulling, really into Jamie Kennedy back in the day. Yeah, well, you were too, goddammit, because we both we both wrapped the songs together on our bikes yeah. down the mean streets of Owen. We wrapped Jamie Kennedy <laughs> and Stu Stone. Uh, circle, circle, dot, dot, which which probably their famous song. Um, Ooh, that would be that's probably the one I would actually pick. Um, yeah. I'm gonna play circle, circle, dot, dot instead of 1984. You might that's not actually, actually know that answer. one. Um, here that is. I'm gonna hopefully this is yeah okay. Here's circle, circle, dot, dot. Circle, circle, dot, dot. I got my cootie shot. You think that girl is hot? I think I'd rather not. Okay, I'll fuck her anyway. I did no fucking back in back that time. <laughs> No fucking. Zero fuckings. <laughs> the only thing that came to mind while I was listening to that was holding, Cody holding his dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. That's, so that's circle, circle, dot, dot. That would be that would be my pick first. It's probably, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. If, we've probably talked in here. I had an unhealthy obsession with Ashley Simpson back when I was like 12 or 13. So probably it's either like Jamie Kennedy and Stu Stone or something from the Ashley Simpson album. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Lala. That's awesome. I love it. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, next question. Because I feel like I know a quite reserved version of Seth. But I want to know what's the craziest, most daring thing you've ever done. Hmm. Ooh. I got fire sauce on my tacos. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
craziest, most daring thing. I don't know if I've really done anything like daring. Um, I don't know. I don't see myself as much of a risk taker. Um, probably some. There's probably one thing that I probably can't mention on the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that was illegal. Um, Still an open investigation. <laughs> we'll just leave it um, at that. It happened in Las Vegas. We'll just say that. Um, that's, that's probably that's probably the the uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like you it, at the scene of the crime now, Seth. <laughs> I mean, it's not a crime, but it's just like something I out of out of character that I wouldn't do uh, normally. Um, probably can be inferred now, but who cares? Happened years ago. Um, I don't know. I, I guess like I, I mean, I guess a lot of the things that I didn't like, like just tons of drinking in college like probably the the my my one of my birthdays like 22nd birthday i drank so much tequila that i blacked out at like 9 p.m and like apparently i faked people out on the bus wait I was that. i a participant in this birthday this is like ringing bells now yeah you would have been there jill um that was he drank a whole bottle of patron and then uh on the way home, the fake out was fucking hilarious. It's one of my favorite <laughs> memories from college. We Seth, he looked, he looked like the kind of guy that was definitely about to puke all over the bus. And <laughs> so someone handed him a bucket and he like did a heave. He did a heave like he was gonna <laughs> puke, and the whole bus was watching him, and the whole bus was like, oh! And then he like looked up with this little shit-eating grin on his face, like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> Either all of this is coming back to me slowly, or I'm just making it up in my mind, but I feel like I can envision this. Oh yeah. It was it was miraculous. It was a great night. Seth, you're such Which a Which I'll do that dude. like I'll I'll do stuff like that in my life, like fake, like do dumb stuff like that. But the fact that I did that when I was hammered drunk and probably was very close to actually barfing in that that bucket, um, I, I'm impressed with myself. I, I really wish I could remember that. Um, but <laughs> I remember specifically blacking out, walking up the stairs at a, at Sips uh, in in Ames, and then I remember like when when I came to and could remember things again, it felt like. It felt like in Get Out when it's like the reverse of when he gets kicked down and in, like into the void. Like it felt like the reverse that like I was coming back up into like real life and I was like, <gasps> like I did one of those. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And I like sat up and I'm like, oh, and I realized I was on the nasty ass bathroom floor and had my wallet and my phone on me and I'm like, all right, we're good. Good birthday. And then I went and fell asleep for another few hours. <laughs> Gotta love Seth. I miss drinking like that. Are you ready for your next question? Absolutely. Okay, this one might be a thinker, but if if there was one thing... Okay, let me rephrase. What is one <clears throat> thing about yourself that you wish people knew? Um, hmm. It's kind of weird. I guess that's a weird question to, to, or not a weird question, but a weird answer. You can be because I think vain. I've because I've talked about pretty much everything on this podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm for the most part an open book. Um, I guess maybe like my writing. I, I wish I had enough courage to get my my writing out more. Um, I'm really glad that, you said that because you guys is little and it was just great. My favorite thing that you guys have done is that like robo generated. Thing of Tiger King. 
Oh, <laughs> I was crying in my car listening to that like while I was driving because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> that was a good time. Um, but no, yeah, I guess my, my writing, because um, I've written a few things. Like, we, I've written, like, one episode of a scripted, like, in, it's a, more of a drama, I guess, po- uh, podcast, like a, a, like a fiction podcast that we did. I'd like to write more of that. Uh, the sketch show is a lot of fun to write, co-write, co-write with Cody. Uh, a few different, like, um, short film type things that I've written, um, things like that. And I'd like to get more, like, get more of that out there and submit things and, and that type of thing. Uh, most of it is just like I, when I write the stuff, I feel like um, it's not an, up to my standard of it. Kind of like what, J- what Jared has talked about with a lot of his videos. Like he has to go through it a billion times because he, he <laughs> wants to make sure it's perfect. It's kind of the same thing with me with writing stuff, but it's even a little bit more with with the script writing. It's some, some of it's more personal, like, like super, like some of it's super personal. So it's hard for me to get it out there to the point where I want to show it to people type of thing. So probably my writing. I accept that answer. I love that answer. I support you in that. Also, put it out there. That means you have to put it out now. In my sex tape. Yeah, so that's true. the other one. Drop that. Drop that mixtape. Mm-hmm. And sex. Tape. I was gonna say, you gotta get the sex tape out because America doesn't know that Seth is Seth is packing between his knees a certified lap <laughs> beast. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And not enough people know, like, like world record type shit, guys, is what I'm telling you. Like, like so much that that women are like past the point of like, ooh, I want to try that, and to the point of like, oh, I don't know if I could hit like that one, yeah. is what Seth is rocking. And I think yeah. if more people knew, then you know, you'd be on National Geographic. I think. Oh no. Yeah, I was gonna say picture like a fruit by the foot commercial, but like that's a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you would consider a schlong? <laughs> Is that the picture in the de- it's, dictionary? It says it's yeah. really schlong and it's really sh- thick as well. <laughs> oh no! Gross. Oh, I think gosh. Cody just cleared up the what was one thing you want people to know about you. <laughs> Seth was too humble. <laughs> not oh, true wow. at all. Seth, I, th- I, think I, sp- I think I speak for all of America when I say... Give me what I want! thing <laughs> out there. We all need to see it. Wait, that kind of leads into my next question then, Seth. What do you like mm-hmm. being complimented on? <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am awful at taking compliments. I deflect compliments left and right. Um, I And I don't get them very often, so... Uh, Wait, I, let's I don't, practice. I don't like talk- okay, let's all give Seth one compliment. He just needs to say thank you. I don't like compliments. I I, I don't like talking about myself. <laughs> Cody, give him a compliment. Let's see how this goes. Uh, I don't gosh, think he's- a compliment. Can I? Can I? Can you come back to me? Uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I was gonna say I don't. I in twenty years of friendship, I don't know if I've heard a compliment from Cody. <laughs> Here, here's here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about Seth. No, I'm kidding. By um, the way. Of of all no, I compliment Seth often. Uh, it probably makes him uncomfortable more often, more often than not. Um, here's what I here's what I will say about Seth. Uh, of all the partners I've had in Brawlhalla, <laughs> I would say <laughs> I would say that Seth is at least in the top five. That, that, that's <laughs> Seth, no, say thank you. 
Oh, thanks, man. I accept your compliment. <laughs> I accept your compliment. Jill is such a good That's therapist. Right. Is that what you? I feel like that, I need to bring some secondary? positivity because Kyle just kind of shit on you guys last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ask him did, if he wears he? socks with sandals. <laughs> 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 That's the one. <laughs> That's the one out of that interview that you thought was insulting, Jared. That was the most insulting one. I was laughing because I'm like, they're not sandals. They're Iowa State slippers. You know how you like have those weird things that you think about and it keeps you up at night? That is going to be one of them. We're like, what did he really mean? Exactly. That's funny. That's funny. It really fucked me up. Seth, I like this. This is fun. I only have three more questions. Okay. We're, getting, we're getting places. We're getting deep here. The next question. Which character would you be if you were in that sitcom? In what sitcom? Just in, like, it's basically saying, like, what's your favorite sitcom? And, like, who, what character would you be? Um, that's, I guess, hmm. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite sitcom of all time, like, if I, if I, in terms of how many times I've watched it and, like, can still go back and watch it and laugh is that 70s show um there's not a character i necessarily relate to like 100 percent. probably maybe eric foreman but i don't <laughs> feel like i'm him honestly i'd probably choose red foreman because then yeah. i because i'm pretty sure that's what i'm gonna be like when i'm older because that's what my dad is like and so, like red foreman cody can attest to this red foreman is my dad uh, and mm-hmm. he's and he's his dad too. Like he's Cody's dad too. Um, we 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 watched that seventy show, um, and then like looked to the left and we saw our parents, <laughs> saw our dad, and and Kitty was like my mom too. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, probably I would say and Red Foreman always had the funniest jokes too because the foot in the ass thing was always fucking funny. <laughs> so that seventy show and I would be Red Foreman. <laughs> so we have a good future for you to look forward to. That'll but in terms fun. of characters who I feel probably most related to it, and it's and now like uh, rewatching or listening to the Scrubs podcast, I feel I I totally feel like Cody and I are JD and Turk. <laughs> <laughs> that seems val- like valid to me. I can mm-hmm. see it. Okay, I only have one more question, Seth. Go with me on this one. Okay. Okay, so you know the phrase that people are like, "Ooh, look at you, looking like a snack." <laughs> if you were the snack, what snack would you be? Like an actual, <laughs> an actual real life snack. Like if you were looking like a great snack, what would it be? Mm, Star Crunch. Star. Oh shit. Nice. Jared be all over you. <laughs> nom 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 nom. Ooh. <laughs> Mm, I do love a good. We've talked. Did we talk about this on this podcast or your podcast? We we have we have so many podcasts and we've talked about so much random bullshit. Cast the the Star Crunch, um, where it would like it had like a like a almost like a oily texture to it, like on on the wrapper and stuff. You have it in your hands and be kind of oily. Like that's me. I'm I'm always a little oily. Oh God. That's what you said. (laughs) Wait, I kind of want to know this. I want to ask the other two people on this the same question. Because now I just want to know, like, Cody, what would you be? Oh, this is easy. It's easy for me. Uh, I would be corn and M's. Corn and M's. Corn and M's. Corn and M's. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I'm salty, but also sweet. 
and uh, <laughs> I melt and I melt in your mouth, not in your hand. Oh, so no. that's that's the kind of snack I would be. Oh no, that's good. Yeah, Gross. I'm not really proud of that one, Jared. <laughs> I need to know. I mean, Jared's. I- I don't know. I'm just thinking of like after school. I mean, I love ice cream and anything. Like ice cream <laughs> and a warm brownie is like perfect, but that's like not really a snack. I would say that that's like dessert. Um, I know it's interesting. Everyone's saying like something sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I would honestly like Star Crunch is one of my go tos, but otherwise <laughs> it would be uh, what's the what's the like peanut butter crisp one? What a nutty is it nutter bar. butter. Nutty, Nutty bar. There we go. Fucking he's got a lot of layers to himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. No one knows which one I actually am. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Cody can kind of attest to this too. I'm not much of a snacker. I no, he's not. I eat giant meals sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but I I'm not. I don't like sit there and snack on things most of the time. It's like I'll I'll have a big meal, and uh, like you know a couple couple meals a day. But I don't sit there and just like eat potato chips or like I'll have a dessert like. You know, like that that type of chocolate or ice cream or whatever. But I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a big snacker. I, I'm not a big breakfast true. eater. I'm pretty much just like a, a good lunch and a good dinner, and I'm and I'm, I'm always set. oiled up. I'm always oiled up. I'm <laughs> I'm always a little bit slick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. oh no! Oh, that's nice. Tinder bio. Oh. I'm always a little slick. <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. I didn't like that. I also. I, I also this might all. say something about me. I don't have a Tinder bio. I've never had Tinder. I've, all, the only dating I've had, I had OK Cupid back in the day, but the only dating app I've had for years now is Bumble, because I don't like making the first move. I I only <laughs> will date if it if it's convenient for me. You know what? You, you were exactly yeah. like Jared and Cody. Who whoever likes me, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> oh I feel God, like Jared and Cody had a good talk about dating when they were here visiting, and they're like, "Should we just date each other?" <laughs> like, this is an <laughs> ideal scenario for both of us. We would have a nice, I think, a nice relationship, and and we both have soft hands. I think that's important. Yes. Um, so it would be good. Uh, by the way, Seth's Bumble profile says, "I really like feet." It's that, just that one sentence, and it's he's killing it. Hundreds of likes. <laughs> Really, it just says the. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> well, Seth, that's oh my all my God. questions. Um, but that I was a, that was what? No, I say that was a lot of fun. I, I appreciate those questions. There, they it, it got me to think some deep places, some new places, some new topics that haven't been brought up. So uh, you said you have some this or that too. I do. I want to do this as quickly yes. as possible because. I really want like Cody or Jared to keep track of this because I don't want okay. you to think about it. It's just like what, okay, oh. you know, pick one. We're gonna play a yes. game of this, the uh... <laughs> or that. I hope that I don't get like tongue tied, but we're gonna go as fast as possible. Okay. All right, let's do it. All right, ready. Uh huh. Okay, phone call or text. Text. Netflix or YouTube. Uh, Netflix. Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Whiskey or vodka? Vodka, 1,000%. iOS or Android? Android. Pants or no pants? (laughs) Weirdly enough, pants. Football or basketball? Football. Cake or pie? Ooh, that's tough, pie. Well done or rare? Rare. Bruce Willis or Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford. Reese Witherspoon or Jennifer Aniston? 
Jennifer Anderson. <laughs> Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Pac-Man or Tetris? Tetris. Dine-in or delivery? Del- delivery. Nickelback or Nickelback? <laughs> <laughs> Nickelback times two. That's right. I set you up on that. Hot dog or corn dog? Hot dog, and I had hot dogs for dinner tonight. <laughs> okay. Yes. Big party or small gathering? Small gathering. Hamburger or taco? Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> taco. Pancake or waffle? Pancake. Seth, pancakes hot. Come on, pancakes. Horror or comedy? Comedy. Money or free time? <sighs> Money. Ninjas or pirates? Ninjas. Toilet paper over or under? Oh, over by a mile. There was a right answer. You got it right. Okay, and finally, <laughs> Cody or Jared? <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Sorry, Jared, but 20 years of friendship. <laughs> yeah! And that has yeah. been this. The uh... Or that. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. That was great. That was great. I got to say, Jared, guys, very, I'm very proud good. of the Nickelback one. That was a good one. <laughs> Jared, we've cultivated a nice friendship over the last year. Um, but Yeah, and you just burned it all down. <laughs> this, this is going to be item number two that keeps Jared up at night. Why didn't he yeah. me? Why didn't he say? No, no, I totally understand. If it we, makes you feel any better, Jared, he didn't say that he would beat your ass if given the opportunity. <laughs> I know. And I've, honestly, that is another thing that keeps me up at night. I was like, why did I say that? <laughs> I find oh it ironic gosh. how many of the questions I had, though, that have been brought up because Seth totally talked about tacos, which I have oh, a yeah. question because you've been raving about the hamburger that you're missing out on at the movie theater, but you still pick tacos. I I could, well, it's maybe maybe it's because of the, the quantity of tacos. I could probably eat more tacos. That's fair. Maybe that's it. I, I do. I I severely miss that cheeseburger though from the movie theater. <laughs> like it's it's a it's becoming a problem. I think the mo- my favorite and also the most telling thing about that segment was you asked Seth maybe the deepest question that's ever been asked on this podcast: money or free time? And he paused for like a second. He did. Yeah. But when you asked him about burgers or tacos, he went, "Oh fuck." <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. I liked that. Oh, that was well done. That was well done. That was fun. <laughs> is we're learning a lot about Seth. We're learning a lot about Seth today. We've got the book is open. Um, Jill, I don't know if you have any other questions. Jared, since since Seth is open and and willing to share with us, what would you ask of him? Anything else? Oh man, I'd have to. I, I, I'm, I let me let me stew on it for a bit. <laughs> Ooh, stew. Okay. Stew. Stew. Um, oh, here's one. Uh, SNL or Mad TV? Mm, probably SNL. Okay, that was a bad one. <laughs> if you would have asked SNL or all that, that would have been harder. What about Ooh. Pokemon or Digimon? I didn't like either. That's fair. Jared and Plus I watched a lot of Digimon. <laughs> yeah. Digimon was awesome. Digimon are the champions. It was a dope show. Now, you could have asked uh, Beetleborgs or VR Troopers. That's a tough one. <laughs> I don't know what either of those are. 
That's that's deep cuts nineties Fox Kids TV. Yeah, Beetleborgs. It was Big like Power Rangers, but only three of them. Beetleborgs. Wasn't there like an old about, school uh, Transformers on Fox that was like weirdly three D in the nineties? Beast Wars. Yeah, Beast Wars was the oh, shit. Okay. Beast Wars was fucking awesome. I have a vivid vision of what that was in my head. Like I remember one of the episodes. Yeah. Um that was awesome. Optimus Prime was a gorilla. Yeah, and then there was like the little <laughs> mousetrap oh, dude and uh, Megatron was a dinosaur. Yeah, it was a T Rex, he was fucking horrifying. Um, Seth, yeah, I got a sweet. question. Like it's not a this or that, but like what's the best taco you've ever had? Mm-hmm. Um I think there there's a Mexican place that if if I think about a taco that I crave often, um it's there's one it, Cedar Rapids, a place called La Cantina that has these. Um, it, well, I, I only think about Cody's. Cody used to get these tacos capanchanos. <laughs> tacos capanchanos. <laughs> he would do that every time. But it was tacos al pastor that that were like they had this. The tacos are pretty good, but then they had this like uh, pineapple chili sauce yeah. that you'd put on them. And, oh, that was so good. I would I would eat them right now. Every once in a while, I'll get them delivered here. But those are probably like. If I were thinking about, I don't know if it's the best taco I ever had, but it's it's probably my favorite like restaurant tacos. I feel like if you get Jared and I started on food, like we'll just talk about food forever. <laughs> I food got is my number one love. It's true, Seth. Uh, Seth, for your for your uh, Red Rangers, Rocky or Jason? <sighs> uh, <laughs> Rocky, and and the reason for that is Jason eventually became the Gold Ranger. Um, mm-hmm. And so Rocky was only ever well. Rocky ended up becoming the Blue Ranger, I think, later. But J- Jason kind of—I I remember him more as the Zeo Gold Ranger. Um, mm. and, and Rocky was more of like I came—I came into Power Rangers a little bit later. And so when Rocky was the the Red Ranger, and then Tommy—I think Tommy was the the White Ranger. So Tommy was more mm. the leader. Um, I don't. I've never viewed the Red... This is a very tough question for me. I, the, the Red Ranger, to me, has always been kind of like a... a, a so, like, he's only really been the leader... They always bring in someone else to, like, kind of end up being the leader. You know, like, at first it was Jason being the leader, but then, like, they brought Tommy, and he was the way better one. And and it always seemed like that was kind of the case. Um, so for me, like, Rocky and Vibed kind of, like, the better... Red Ranger, if that makes any sense. That is way more of an in-depth answer than I was expecting, and it was very rewarding. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> did you guys know that, like, growing up, our mom wouldn't let us watch Power Rangers? Right, Jerry? Why? Because it was violent? Yeah. It was too violent. Too violent. Too violent for us. We did it. There anyways. were a lot of people who just spontaneously exploded in that show, so I can understand the concern. Well, I don't think it was the violence per se. I think it was with the woman being like, watch my monster grow. And oh, no. he was talking about something else. Rita. Yeah. Wait, you guys, you guys you guys don't yell that when you're getting ready to lay it down? Oh, I mean, I do, but it, usually, it's usually like that's It's a one out of ten it. success rate. <laughs> I do but it when and you find I, that I, one. The difference, uh, probably the problem you guys are having is that you don't sound exactly like Rita Repulsa like I do <laughs> when you say it. So just get a better impression of her, and I think you'll get better results. Jill, what was the hot dogs question? <laughs> the hot dogs or corn dogs? Oh, yeah. I don't like corn dogs. Um, hot dogs, 
I so I did I actually had hot dogs for dinner tonight. Like I I've been randomly craving it lately. And so I I went to the store tonight, got hot dogs and vodka. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> lovely! That was two questions. Were you a single divorced dad? Uh, single is very the very much the the case here. Um, but I, I threw them on the grill. I had I had some pretty damn good hot dogs. But I stood at the hot dog uh, display for a, uh, way too long of a time trying to decide what hot dogs to get. Wait, so, but now uh, you have to tell us what did you get. I, I got Nathan's. I I have never oh. had Nathan's before, so I got Nathan's. Uh, they're pretty good. Uh, but as Cody used to know, uh, and and had on occasion, I used to have hot dogs for breakfast as a kid. <laughs> That's true. I can corroborate that. It was horrifying <laughs> to me, and with like a lot of mustard. <laughs> oh no, no! You could you could almost you could, so so you could almost justify. <laughs> It would be a stretch, but you could almost justify hot dogs for breakfast because like sausage for breakfast is totally normal, yeah. right? So yeah. with the right you could the right hot dog made the right way could fit into a breakfast, but not when you put a half a pound of Heinz yellow mustard on it. <laughs> oh no. That is distinctively a dinner or lunch thing. And he had it regularly for Wait, breakfast. Wait, hold up though. Was it just the dog and mustard or was there a bun was involved? The bun. It was a uh it was a well, you always had like buns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, so my family was a was a slice of bread for bread. a bun family. Yeah, I fucking but hated Seth it. always had the buns. Yes, yeah, it drove. You got you guys had <laughs> shitty hot dogs too. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some uh, unsettled beef. No pun intended here. Oh, that well, was no, totally was, intended. Wow. There, there was Where's no the beef, beef in those fucking hot dogs. It was straight up pigs lips and assholes. Yeah, oh, we had just had Oscar they, Mayer, Oscar Mayer hot dogs. No, you guys had yeah, fucking John Morrell with fucking like part of their fucking fingernails in them because they're oh. crunchy. Oh, yeah, they weren't uh, they weren't high quality dogs. Uh, I, I will give you that. <laughs> oh man, as soon as, oh. as soon as you said our hot dogs were a slice of bread, I instantly pictured myself putting <laughs> bringing one of your nasty ass hot dogs to my face. <laughs> and you that was such an outburst that was such a raw outburst of anger that i can tell you've been thinking about that for a long time <laughs> no it just it actually just like came to, it was like when i woke up from my my 22nd birthday it was the same like that same like <gasps> hot dog like in my face <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is fantastic that's so weird that i that like and that's it's funny that like I didn't realize it till now, but the bread was a choice. It was like you guys just never bought hot dog buns. The bread was always a nope. choice. I always thought you guys just ran out of buns. I thought <laughs> I thought no one in their right mind would not have buns for their hot dogs, but no, it was a choice in your household. It was. We Wait. just didn't. Uh, that's that's not because I think part of it was because my parents didn't really eat hot dogs. It was just for the kids, and uh-huh. so it was like fuck it. The kids can use bread. Um, but I, I have I have a joke in stand up about how if you're a if you're a bread as a hot dog bun family or a hot dog bun family, then that says a lot about you, <laughs> and uh, and I, I I stand by that to this day. I think I think it says a lot. Man, <laughs> Jill, look what you've done. I love it. <laughs> that was fun. These are the things I want to know about you. <laughs> but like tonight knew. was the first time I've had a hot dog in in quite a while. Um, I think the last hot dog I had was probably at a baseball game here in Cedar Rapids where they have a ballpark taco dog, which is fucking delicious. Oh, 
my. They put a hot dog. I've, I've talked about it on here, maybe. Um, they put a hot dog in, on a shell. You can get hard or soft shell. And then they put, like, all the taco fixings, like uh, meat, sour cream, lettuce, tomato, salsa, all that stuff. It's it sounds awful, but when you've had, like, three 32-ounce beers, it's perfect. How big is this hard shell taco? Because I it's, feel like a soft shell, you know, you get a nice burrito going on, but with a hard shell, it just feels like you bite it and then it's a taco salad. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. I always get soft shell because you can wrap it up nice and uh, I feel like we're stepping, half of it ends up on the ground. We're stepping into a world of types of tacos that I've never even fathomed. Hey, man. When you live in my world, hot dogs can be anything. You should write a screenplay about it. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a musical. There'll be a weenie number. <laughs> One of the numbers is the morning mustard. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Cody wasn't kidding either. Like I, not only was like the the hot dog not visible, but the bun wasn't visible either. Like that's how much mustard was on that hot dog. <laughs> oh, like eat, like definitely, definitely too much mustard. Not even like, oh, that guy really likes mustard. That's a lot of mustard. Like, def- like yeah. anyone in their right mind would look at it and go, "That's too much mustard, man." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that you had as little friends as I did because the first time you st- the first time you stayed over and saw how much mustard I put on a hot dog, if you had any other friends, you would have been like, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm done." <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, you were the only one inviting me over, so I, I didn't know that there were cooler people out there until it was too late. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. This is wonderful. I got, I got to say, Jill, you've done a wonderful job of, of bringing Seth out and, and allowing us to learn more about him. So for that... You get a fucking cookie and a star. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Uh, on your prize. And uh, unless unless there's more hey, questions... make it a star crunch more questions. instead of a cookie. <laughs> cookie and a star crunch yeah. you get a fucking cookie and a star crunch nice very nice oh man this is wonderful uh this has been judge jill i like what we've settled into which is we bring guests onto the show to interview like other people like guests and us so like whereas most podcasts would bring someone on and then interview them we don't fuck around like that we, we outsource we'll the bring interviewing you on skills so you can interview us yeah <laughs> that's actually i really like that <laughs> oh it's fun it's fun oh this has been a blast um we have a lot more stuff to talk about uh, especially especially uh, a bunch of reviews. So let's jump into those here, and uh, we start with a very special treat, a TV teepee. Here we go. Television! Down on the corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner. So we've got three shows to review, and I'm going to go first because I'm really excited uh, about this show that I watch. This is Dave, uh, which is uh, it originally airs on FX, but I've been watching it on Hulu because they post the next day. Uh, Dave is the story of Lil Dicky, who is a real-life rapper uh, that you may have heard of, <clears throat> especially popular on YouTube uh, for Make the last handful money. of years. Mm-hmm. Make that, yeah. Save That Money is, is a big one of his. Save That Money. Um, save That, yeah. And, uh, and Dave Bird is the man who is Lil Dicky. Uh, and so the show is about Dave and his life and managing his personal life with being Lil Dicky, but it also is set kind of in the past. So it's it's while he's coming up as Lil Dicky. And it's one of those shows that is 
like semi-biographical, but mostly, uh, you know, uh, dramatized and, and, and um, comedicized. I don't know what the word would be. Um, <clears throat> but this is a comedy uh, about Dave and his life and the people around him as he tries to come up, uh, which is funny because he's this, this small, nerdy, white Jew uh, mixing it up with like actual rappers from from current times. Uh, one of the early episodes, he's he's trying to work with YG, um, and uh, it, it's pretty entertaining to see him sort of uh, what's the word uh, compared to and contrasting from the rappers that surround him. It's pretty entertaining. It's also a surprisingly deep show. Uh, they've got some some items on there uh, that deal with like mental illness and uh, relationships are a big focal point of season one of the show. This has probably been my favorite new show that I've watched at least this year. Uh, it's heavily music influenced. It's very real and honest uh, in a way that feels, uh, I don't know, it feels deep, I guess is the way I want to say. Uh, I've been comparing this show to people who've asked me about it to Atlanta in that there is the overarching premise of the show. In Atlanta, it's, it's trying to get Paperboy famous, right? And in this show, it's about trying to get Dave famous. But then there are all these little diatribes that they go off. And they'll go one episode and focus on one character or one night or one event. And then uh, completely go a different direction in the next episode while the overarching story is happening sometimes in the background. So it's really creative. Each episode has something different to say. I have really, really loved Dave. I cannot recommend this enough. I was just yesterday was screaming into Seth's ear that he needs to watch Dave. And I think I convinced him. Uh, so highly recommend Dave and, uh, for Hulu right now, uh, there's some, uh, it's available on Hulu, but also Hulu has loosened its, uh, restrictions for what you get for free on there. Uh, I'm not sure whether or not you get Dave for free if you're not a Hulu subscriber, but if you are, you must watch Dave. 10 episodes, half an hour a piece, uh, nice tight comedy with some surprise dosings of, uh, drama in there that are really, really well done. Bird's writing, Dave Bird, that is, um who also stars. His writing in this is, is impeccable. Uh, really excited to see where the show goes from here, but season one, very, very solid. High, high recommend for anybody. Um, but especially if you're into music or rap, um, you're really going to dig Dave. So, uh, Jared, I know you've been watching this, but you still need to wrap up the finale. Um, I, I know we've talked a little bit off, uh, off show about this, but you're enjoying the show as well. Yeah, yeah. I still got to watch the last episode, but everything you said, it's just fantastic. And I'm not a big uh, TV person, but every week I was tuning into this. Um, it's a quick watch, but every the thing I liked was almost it's very comic, like it's very comedic. It's very just weird, goofy. Um, it, it like I've laughed the hardest I've ever laughed watching TV on some of the episodes. But it also does like every episode you said sort of has a lesson or a life lesson kind of like teaching our generation essentially like you know there's the mental illness there's kind of like reliving your past or kind of real like kind of realizing who your true friends are and also kind of like talking or communication in relationships um which seems so weird when it's this you know like you said just goofy white jew guy talking about his small dick mm -hmm. it's really funny how he how how obviously goofy he is, but then also how deep and meaningful his his goings on can be, and and you can see that in the writing, and that's part of what's so smart about it, and what's so rewarding about it, because initially you're you're signing up for something more goofy, and then you get something really deep as a reward uh, for trying it out. So it's it's I think everyone's gonna find someone something that they like in there, um, 
but uh, highly enjoyable. And if for no other reason, the rapping that he does in this is fucking amazing. He's actually a great rapper. Uh, so it's it's pretty pretty fun to watch him do his thing. So Dave, uh, high, high recommend. Uh, you can catch it on Hulu or FX. Uh, right now, all of season one, 10 episodes are available uh, to watch. So boom, that's Dave. Uh, and I know that we've got two more shows to go through. And so Seth, we go to you for uh, a new Amazon original uh, that is a recent release. Amazon? Um, yes, a recent release on Amazon, Upload. Um, it's a new uh, show by Greg Daniels, who did The Office, King of the Hill, Simpsons, uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, he was an SNL writer with Conan, actually, uh, who Cody and I, who are, we listen to the Conan podcast. And Jared does, too, actually, uh, listen to the Conan podcast. So uh, he's been brought up a few times on there. Real funny guy. A lot of good shows he's, he's done. Um, so this is his newest venture. Uh, stars Robbie Amell, who's the cousin of Stephen Amell from Arrow. And he's done a lot of, like, teen shows and movies and things like that. Um, that that was kind of a barrier for me. But then I started kind of, like, reading a little bit about the show. And I'm glad I did end up watching it because that barrier of Robbie Amell uh, was kind of dumb for me to think. Because um, I think he does a good job in the show. It... it, it it's got it. I mean, it's not a not that same type of vibe of a, a teen show. It's it's got more serious tones to it. So the the basic um, uh, premise of the show is that it takes place in 2033, I believe. So not too far off. And a lot of the technology in the show that they kind of talk about is feasible. Like it, some of it's a little bit out there, but it's it's all feasible. And the idea of of it here is that um, if you're about to die. Uh, you have the, like, if you're still alive, so, if, like, obviously, if you're shot in the head, you can't do this, but if you're, like, let's say you have a heart attack and you're you're close to death, you could um, choose either to die or have your, uh, if you have enough money, have your um, head uh, or, or mind um, uploaded into, like, a VR world, or uh, it's, it's essentially heaven, but it's all virtual, and so uh, Robbie Mel is, he, he's, he's in a uh, some sort of incident that's kind of sketchy but essentially he chooses in in the last moment to have uh his consciousness uploaded to this world this it's called lakeview i believe and it's where people have um it's kind of like one of the richer places because there's different levels of like where you can go because if you have enough money you can go to certain places and and live your life out so for example, his his is one of the more richer places, but there's also like free places where you have like data limits and stuff like that. Um, so there's actually some like complicated things that go on here. Um, but he he uh, Robbie Mill gets uploaded to this world. Uh, he's when he gets uploaded, he's in this uh, complicated relationship with a girl who basically he kind of was just like it was more of like a. a uh, like a, a sexual attraction attraction type of thing they were to get together because they were both very attractive and were they didn't really have like an emotional connection but she had money uh he they they were banging a lot and she she liked him more than he liked her and the person who has the money gets to really choose what happens to the person so there's a lot of like happens to the person who gets uploaded so there's a lot of like he's kind of stuck in this relationship because she has the money to choose what he can do in this upload world. And, um, everything costs money still. So like basically when you're in, when, when you're in this upload world, um, to do almost anything. So like get new clothes, get food, stuff like that costs money. And so there's like that type of aspect here of, of he's stuck in this relationship, but still has to be in it because 
she funds his life now in this world. Um, also, there's like a mystery element to like why, what happened around his death to quote unquote death to get him into this upload world. So there's some sketchy things going on. There's also a like a another love aspect here with um, Robbie Mel and the people who uh, are like your customer service reps in this upload world. They you have an angel quote unquote an angel where the uh, the people in this upload world can call their angel to help them with certain things i you know like i want to buy a new set of clothes i want uh to have a new car or whatever it is um they call in these angels to help them out they're they're um people basically people who kind of work at like an amazon type thing and uh but they also have avatars in this real world so you can they can interact with each other and that's where like this they, they start to build a connection in the in this show that this person who uh is this customer service rep her name's nora um, played by Andy Allo. I don't know if she's really been in anything else. She was in Pitch Perfect, I guess. Um, Dear, she was in. She sang a song for Dear White People. I'm looking at apparently. Um, so not not a ton of stuff, but she's really good in this. I actually really like her character a lot. Um, they have like this this love connection that's going on. So he while he's still stuck in this relationship, they're starting to to build a relationship too. So there's there's kind of that going on. So there's a lot of like different through lines in the show going on. Um, but the world itself is really cool and they do a really good job in the show of, of instantly like setting the rules of upload and, and what's going on in 2033. Um, it's kind of like the good place where there's some social commentary going on. There's some like hidden things in the background that you can see. For example, there's like a joke right away where you see like in 2024. So almost 10 years prior to when the show's taking place, like Oprah and Kamala Harris uh, ran for president and vice president type thing. So there's like there, those type of jokes going on, like with social commentary. Um, so there, there's some smart things going on, some weird, dumb things. Um, Greg Daniels' son, Owen Daniels, plays like the um, butler in the show. And it's kind of like Janet in The Good Place where there's a bunch of him. And he can he'll go like grab people's bags. He'll go he'll run the, the elevator that they're, they're on. Um, he'll be the guy who like... Um, like he'll he'll be out like fishing and help get fish for people stuff like just like weird stuff like that uh, but he's a really funny character who will also react to certain things he's not as like dry as Janet is he, he kind of has his own personality too which is pretty funny but um, all overall the show's written really well because there's a lot of like deep characters here like a, a deep characters in terms of like they're they're there's a lot of um, they, they each have their own personality they're all very flushed out um, a lot of fun jokes that are hidden throughout. There's a lot of fun jokes that are that are right up front. There's some weird humor, uh, that type of thing, like that's right in front of your face. But overall, I really liked it. I, I wasn't expecting much going into it, um, but it's it's an easy watch. It's very quick. It's ten episodes. The first episode's like forty minutes, and the rest are all under twenty five. Uh, and I think I think it's going to go some interesting places in season two as well. Um, I would check it out if you have Amazon Prime. It's it's one hundred percent worth checking out. I dig this. I dig this. So, I think that I think a lot of a lot of folks who enjoyed the Good Place might also like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one. I am one of those people, and I'll I'll tell the folks out there. Uh, Seth and I have made a trade where uh, I'm going to be watching this upload show that Seth has recommended to me, and then Seth is going to watch Dave. So I'm really excited about that trade. Um, and hearing more about upload makes me even more excited to do that. Uh, this sounds like it's. Uh, 
right up my alley and something that I'm going to enjoy, especially because it's short and I can watch it all at once. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got one more show, and it comes to us by way of Jill. Uh, so this is a uh, this is a new Hulu show that has been going on and has been getting a lot of buzz. Uh, and none of us none of us have watched it, so it's up to you, Jill, to educate the masses on on this show. Well, I'll do my best. Um, so I just finished <laughs> watching Little Fires Everywhere, and it's based on a book. I don't know how to say the author's last name. It's like Celeste, and it's literally N-G, so I don't know if that's how you say it or if that's what it is, but I had read the book. It's so, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I had read the book, though, I think about a year ago or something, and I remember when I finished it, I, I just kept thinking, like, I mean, it was a book. You know, I, I wasn't, like, overwhelmed by it, but this was interesting for me because it kind of got to see like how they brought the characters to life um i i do think they made this one obviously more dramatized and stuff than the book had it but yeah it deals a lot in a lot of different topics but it has reese witherspoon and carrie washington and i really loved carrie washington and i thought she did a really good job and i had watched this too on the heels of the morning show with reese witherspoon so it was kind of just cool to see her be a different character in it but essentially, it's kind of like Carrie Washington, the, the character she plays, and her daughter. They're, they're kind of drifters, and they, they move from place to place. And it becomes very apparent that they're almost like running away from something, like the mom is. Um, but they end up in a place called Shaker Heights. I think it's Shaker Heights. And it actually does dive into a little racism, too, because the history of the town was that, I think this is how it goes, but they had paid like white people to live in black communities to like quote unquote segregate it and be one of like the trailblazing communities um so they think they were being like equal they're like pushing equality with it but like obviously you can see as the story goes on that that's not actually true um but yeah i guess like it dives into like the relationship that carrie washington and reese witherspoon develop um because Carrie, I, I can't remember what the actual character names are off the top of my head, um, but she's like renting an apartment from Reese Witherspoon and so they're they're kind of doing like each other favors and they think they're friends and then everything just kind of goes to shit in a way or like you start to see how the web connects between all the different characters in the show, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to like, give anything away because I don't know if I say too much of how things tie together, if it'll ruin it, but I liked it overall, and I felt like I got through it quickly, and I was entertained the whole time, so little fires everywhere. Yeah, a lot of buzz about this one, and I think it's interesting because I, I recently watched The Morning Show, too, and I, I want to know about your thoughts on Reese Witherspoon in both of them because they're both pretty heavily dramatic from what I understand, but she's playing a pretty different character in Little Fires. Uh, so was it, was it weird for you to have watched that right after? Was it a big shock or how different is her character from that in, uh, in Morning Show? I mean, it was almost interesting because I had watched episodes of Little Fires everywhere, you know, like leading up to obviously like one came out every week. So I was almost in the midst of that series <clears throat> when I binged the other one, The Morning Show. And I mean, I really liked her in that too, but she's definitely a little more like crazy and 
I don't know if you'd say unpredictable in that one. That's kind of like what her character was. Whereas this one, she she really made me like hate her at times. Because I think mm-hmm. as a kid too, if you if you ever had like a little bit of an overbearing mother, not to say like ours was like this by any means, but like I could really see like as a helicopter parent, like, ooh, you're making me very angry right now and stuff like that. She just, it, she tried to play the perfect person and you kind of get to see how that plays out and what it does to people. Ooh, that's a good tease. Uh, and it, if you can make me dislike Reese Witherspoon, which knowing what little I know about the show, I would uh, if I watched this, uh, that is a sign of a really good job of making a show because I love Reese Witherspoon so much. So if she can play a character that's unlikable, then uh, then that's interesting to me. So this is one, again, uh, Hulu has every episode of Little Fires everywhere. You can catch the whole thing. Um, so check that one out, recommendation from Jill, as well as Amazon's Upload and FX's Dave. You can catch all those. Three recommendations out of three this week in the TV Corner. Television! Down on the corner. Nobody puts a baby in the corner. And now it's time for Raid That Pun. How does Moses make coffee? He brews it. <laughs> 800 lumens. Alrighty, let's move on from TV into the world of movies. Very excited for this. We need to get into We Missed the Boat. Oh! I'm on a boat, and You're gonna need a bigger boat. Alrighty, so this week, uh, Seth and Jared's turn to watch a movie from the famed list that we've been keeping. And uh, as always, it's it's a surprise to me uh, what you guys have seen. So uh, let me know what you caught up on. Um... We watched uh, I, the game. <laughs> the game. Um, <laughs> we watched. I, I couldn't believe you recommended this to us, but we watched Song of the South. It was really, really <laughs> strange. I I thought so too, but Disney Plus had it, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we watched uh, Being John Malkovich. Is the movie we nice. came to a to a decision <laughs> on. I'm so excited to hear what you guys think of that movie. <laughs> um, it's 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 definitely a weird one. Um, I, I won't speak for Jared, but uh, it's a uh, it's a strange, a very strange movie. Uh, stars a, a a really weird um, John Cusack, um, <laughs> who's a is a, a puppeteer um, who stumbles upon a portal that goes into the mind of John Malkovich, hence being John Malkovich. Um, from I mean, from pretty much moment one, it it has a weird vibe to it. Like, uh, I mean, one he's fucking with puppets. Uh, two he works into a, in an office building that's on the between the seventh and eighth floor, um, and it's like a half floor where like they have to crouch down. It reminded me of uh, Willy Wonka when they go into the the small small room where they're crouching down, uh, and then it goes into John Malkovich's mind through a portal and talks about like eternal life and it's it's a strange movie uh very strange movie um my favorite part was john malkovich in this movie because he (laughs) has to do some weird stuff (laughs) um because he's being inhabited by different people and he's also playing himself so he's he's doing some crazy stuff 
uh, in terms of, of acting, but I loved what he was doing. Um, this is a movie I would have loved seeing uh, at an independent theater uh, nowadays uh, if, if it came out today. Um, it's it's a strange ride, but I, I think it I, I think it's it's well done um, overall. Spike Jones is the director. Um, he's done some weird stuff. Um, I always remember him from he was in Jackass. He was a producer on Jackass, and he did like weird characters on Jackass from time to time. But I didn't realize like some of the movies he did was were strange like this too. Um, but yeah, I I I had a good time with it, even though it was strange. Uh, Jared, what did you think about it? Yeah, strange is the exact word that I thought. Um, I had built this up into something, I think, completely different in my mind. <laughs> because I remember hearing the name. I had seen the one clip where they, the, the drunk guys threw a can at him and... Like the whole backstory, because didn't weren't they just extras, and then they got a SAG card because of it or something? Yeah, they. Know. So there's a scene where Malkovich is standing on the side of a road, and some passersby driving throw a can and hit him, and that was. And then they yell, so they're like, "Hey, hey, Malkovich!" And then they hit him with a can and drive off. And apparently those extras were not supposed to do any of that, but they were getting drunk on set and then just fucking did that. And then Spike Jones liked the way it looked, so he kept it in the movie. But then since those extras who hadn't previously had a line now had a line, they had to pay them SAG fees, which was way more than they were going to make. So they mm -hmm. ended up, like, accidentallying themselves into a huge paycheck. I think that's one of my <laughs> favorite fucking movie-making stories. Yeah, so, like, I knew about that story, so obviously when that scene popped up, I was like, oh, okay, there we go. But I... I I didn't restart the movie, but I stopped it maybe 20 minutes in, and I legit thought I was watching the wrong movie. Um, <laughs> because it is weird. It is this just odd couple of John Cusack, Cameron Diaz, yeah. which is just completely weird. Um, these puppets, a seventh, seven and a half floor, there's like a form of almost magic. Um, it is strange. It is very weird, and the, just the relationships, and some Catherine of it Keener. is played what's that Catherine yeah Keener yeah yeah being a weird um, love thing a lot of the dialogue is very dry humor and the thing is it's like is it humor is it not is it the writing i don't know um i i think i really really enjoyed this film but yeah it is it is weird out there and seth i absolutely uh, echo the fact that malkovich had to do some weird stuff and not only just he, I guess he played himself in certain parts, but he very much has to play a character or multiple characters in himself, plus do all of this other weird things in this film. Um, mm -hmm. For some reason, the feel, the vibe, almost the, the, the universe felt like it was in the same universe as Eternal Sunshine. Um, mm -hmm. That's how I felt. I don't know if you got that same uh, feeling, Seth, but yeah, this this yeah. this was a weird one, but I very much enjoyed it. So I, whenever I watched this for the first time, which was not too, um, not too far back, uh, I also had no idea what it was going in. And I think that's the best way to watch this. I don't think you could really prep someone to watch this movie. I, I really don't. It's too far out there. Um, but uh, so I'm, I'm really glad that you guys <laughs> recognize the absurdity in it. Um, and the Malkovich stuff we can't say too much about, but is fucking hilarious. Um, and uh, and is one of my favorite parts. Spike Jones also uh, her is the other big one that most people have mm -hmm. seen. Um, that was also really good. So yeah, this is one I just kind of stumbled upon at one point, 
and uh, I want everyone to have seen it so that everyone can talk about it because it's so fucking weird. Yeah, I think I think bonkers. I said that out loud at one point. I was like, this is just insane. <laughs> uh, fun fact about this: uh, Spike Jones uh, from from uh, from being John Malkovich actually appears as an actor in the game, which we've been talking about. The game. About. The, the game. game. That's on my list. <laughs> yep. Uh, and speaking of your list, uh, it is down to four now. Uh, I was really excited because this morning I woke up and I knew what I was going to give you on the list, and I'm pumped about this because uh, it's a movie that, that uh, I, I don't think either of you have seen. Um, and I'm going to feel really stupid if, if you have and I forgot. Um, but it's an A24 movie with Tom Hardy by the name of Locke. Are you guys familiar with this one? I know yeah. about it, but I haven't seen it. Okay, so for the folks at home who might not know, Locke is the story of Tom Hardy's character, who is the only on-screen character in this entire movie. Uh, the whole thing takes place during a, a, a drive that he's on. He's driving between locations for the entire 90 minutes or so that this movie lasts. And the whole movie is him in the car making phone calls to different people. And... I, I don't want to say anything more. There are reasons for that that are compelling, um, but I don't want to say what they are here. Um, <clears throat> but for a movie where that's the setup, it is it is a far more compelling movie than it deserves to be uh, with that uh, sort of setup. So uh, that one I'm really excited for you guys to see and check out. Hardy is really cool in it. Also features a very early Tom Holland uh, at one point in this. So uh, Jared, Locke, have you seen that one? I have not. I, okay. I again. I I know the premise. I've heard about it. Um, so no. Awesome. I'm excited nice. for you guys to see this. And uh, and A24. I will say with the, real quick with John Malkovich, I did know about the whole premise of like going into his head going with it. So I knew it was still going to be weird going in, but it was still <laughs> weirder than I expected. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was I was prepping for the fact that it was going to go to that place, but the journey there and what happens there and after I again I was very unprepared it was unexpected and weird <laughs> actually on that note uh, this is probably the weirdest Cameron Diaz performance right yeah <laughs> probably. she's almost unrecognizable and she is weird as fuck I was expecting her to be the the sexy girl he works with and no I, I for I couldn't I didn't recognize her I, I didn't realize that she was actually the the wife of John Cusack. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that one's cool. All this talk about is making me want to watch it again. It's been a little bit since I've seen it. Jill, you haven't? Have you seen Being John Malkovich? Nope. You got to check it out, man. Where did you guys watch it? Was is it available for free somewhere? No, we had to rent. I had to rent it. Um, it if you have the Stars add-on on Hulu, I believe you can get it there. But I just yeah, I just rented it. There you go. There you go. Being John Malkovich, uh, it, strap in for a weird ride, but you're going to enjoy it. Uh, and for now, Locke. You just made the list! So in, uh, in two weeks, it'll be Seth's turn again. And uh, what's, your, what's on your list now? What's your list of five? Uh, Silence of the Lambs, Training Day, Hidden Figures, Locke, and the game! The game! You got some the game! game on there. Uh, next week, it'll be my turn for We Miss the Boat. And uh, the list of five includes Toy Story 3, Mall Rats, Waves, Richard Jewell, and The Front Runner. So, uh, so we'll have to see. Jared, um, 
if I'm assuming we're expecting you back next week, is there something in there you haven't seen that we'll be able to choose from? Um, if my Make a Wish campaign continues, then yes, I will be back. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We can maybe talk off air. I might bow out yeah. a couple weeks because I want to. There's some li- some of these on your guys's lists that I have I've already seen that I want you guys to watch and talk yeah, okay. about. So we'll see. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll get a maybe I'll get a recommendation from you if you're not going to watch one for this week. So uh, we miss the boat maybe. rolls on. Maybe since you've been on, maybe so I times. should make up a list. Yeah, yeah exactly. Have your own list? We should do a list for Jared. Um, figure out something. We should do a list for Jared. Let's give that some thought this next week, okay. and, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we'll come up with a few for Jared to do. Uh, that'll be fun. Because and maybe we can get. Because I know Jared's uh, missing a lot of like the, the classics. So maybe we can get you. Yeah, maybe we can get some of those in your in your queue. That'd be good to do. Um, okay, so being John Malkovich off the list. Lock is on the list, and that'll do it for this week's We Missed the Boat. Oh, I'm on a boat, and you're going to need a bigger boat. All righty. New movies do continue to come out uh, by way of streaming services, so let's get into a couple new releases in this week's reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it. (laughs) I hated it. All right, two movies here. And uh, I know Jared's seen both of those. I think Seth has seen one. I'll hand it over to you guys, uh, and you can you can choose the order which one you want to uh, review first for us. Um, which Seth, you want to do the uh, the half of it? You can start, and I'll finish, and then get into mine. You start, and I finish, or I start, you finish. Just just yeah. uh, just the way I like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the half of it on Netflix. Um, <laughs> I want to say what Cody <laughs> Cody thought. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I mean, you pretty much nailed it. Um, I won't say that though, for the sake of Cody's reputation. So, um, well, now, now, no, not now. We almost have to say it because people are going to assume that it's worse than what it really was if you say that. So, I will go ahead and cop to what I said. We, the half of it is a movie that features. I think what I said was, "Is that the one with the little lesbian girl in it?" <laughs> <laughs> So that's what was said, and I know that's not great, but it's it's probably better than what people were assuming. So I I I, I submit it for for consideration to the masses. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it's not that bad. Um, but but yes, kind of. To, to Cody's to Cody's credit, yes, kind of. Um, basically, the this uh, girl uh, Ellen Chu, who is the girl that Cody was speaking of, um, she's a, a very smart uh, girl who, um, kind of is essentially the in high school the breadwinner her for her family she she works she kind of does her dad's job she also makes money on the side by being uh, a girl who writes uh, uh reports for everyone in high school she gets like venmoed a bunch of money to to write reports and essays and stuff uh and to the point where even her teachers know about it and stuff but she's very smart uh, very hard working um because she does this and it's very known uh, a boy comes up to her and wants to write a uh, wants her to write a love letter to a to a girl a popular girl pretty girl uh in in school that um he just can't talk to he he wants he wants her to write a letter so that he can uh, get her attention and and then go on a date with her and that type of thing um through writing this letter she starts to uh fall for this girl and, and it's it's it it shows that whole maturation of this girl who um is starting to discover things about herself in terms of her sexuality, but also create a friendship with this guy uh, who she's writing a letter with, and she's very closed off normally. Ever since uh, she was a, a younger uh, child, she's kind of been closed off and, and not 
she's focused more on her studies and 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 you know trying to get out of um, the situation she's in, and so she hasn't really had a ton of friends or anything like that. So it's it's kind of a overall exploration of 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 that of friendship and of sexuality and and um opening up and it's it's a very heartwarming story it's it's a funny movie there's some a lot of funny moments there's a few serious moments here and there but it's it's more of a heartwarming movie i thought anyway um i thought the performances all around are really good um good good acting by uh these these young people um I, there's not really anyone that's super known but it's uh i think they all do a good job and i think that helps helps the performances overall because they, they are unknown it helps you know dive into those characters and that type of thing but smart writing uh again heartwarming and, and just a overall uh a easy movie to watch uh, i enjoyed it i had a good time with it uh jared what'd you think yeah yeah it was uh I, I guess you know coming from netflix you know they have these kind of coming of age kind of borderline rom-com type drama trauma comedy movies um i was expecting something very cheesy and not that great but it was a cute film i i liked the uh, coming of age story again it felt like a story that was relevant to uh 2020 and i think in my review and seth i don't know if you can kind of relate to this but i thought that this was kind of almost like a shakespearean type play but again modernized to 2020 standards um did you kind of get that feel yeah, I could see that. I, I could see that the the similarities. Yeah, yeah. I think someone commented that it was like loosely based on a play. I don't know which one it was. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the feeling I got. But Hamilton. yeah, the character. Yeah, Hamilton. I think it was <laughs> that or Cats. One of the two. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. It was a fun. Just kind of watching this. You know, this girl that very much had to kind of be an adult from early age because of situations with her parents and you know, kind of taking over. Um, supporting the family, you know, with the essay writing and whatnot. So I thought it was a very, you know, believable story. But the co- uh, the the chemistry amongst, you know, the the suitors and you know the fun kind of situations they get into, um, I liked it. It was it was a nice fun Netflix watch. Mm-hmm. This is dope. So okay, so what comes to mind when I hear this, you know, high school drama or high school um, kind of coming of age movie. Uh, and I know Seth, you and I think Jared did also watched uh, "To All the Boys I've Loved Before," and I know that one got a lot of love and a sequel. I did not. Would watch you? That. Would you? I didn't Jared, watch did that crap. That? You guys didn't see that. Oh, I don't know why. I assumed you had. Jill, did you see that? I one? did see that one. As I say, it sounds like Jill watched it. She was getting really excited there. I don't think I've watched the sequel <laughs> I just, though. I, okay, but you liked "To All the Boys I've Loved Before." Yeah, it was just a feel-good, like Jared said, cute kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I the assumption I made in my head, and I was curious to see if that if it was comparable because of that. Um, but I guess no one's seen them both, so I guess we don't get the answer to that question. So I guess I'm just wasting time by continuing to yeah. talk about it. Shut for up, a few Cody. More. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, check it out. I, I agree with Jared. Um, check it out. It's a fun movie. Uh, nice, nice little movie. Uh, it, it. I think you'd like it a lot, Cody and Jill. You'd like it too. Mm-hmm. I think um, the girl, I don't know her name off the top, but the girl that played the main character, Ellie Chu, uh-huh. I could see her potentially, you know, moving up, you know, doing some bigger stuff. Um, I don't know. I'm not, again, familiar with what any of this cast has done, but I Leah think Lewis that they... Leah Lewis is her name. Leah Lewis. Okay. Um, I Yeah, again, uh, maybe she's related to Leona Lewis. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going <laughs> to stop talking now. <laughs> But yeah, um, no, I agree with Jared, and uh, check it out. 
check, 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 check it out. Um, oh. Do you guys want me to do my review now? Huh? Question Please mark? Do. Do <laughs> Please do. Please do. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, so, again, Netflix was kind of the main thing since, uh, spoiler, movie theaters are closed. What? Um, yeah, I'm sorry. No Marcus Burgers for you. <laughs> ah! Um... So I jumped on to Netflix, and there was this, uh, I guess, uh, home invasion, psychological thriller horror film. It's it's a lot going on for it, and it's called Get In. Um, I know that there was a hit film in, what, 2017 called Get Out. Um, no similarities at all. Um, you just have to kind of laugh at the name. Um, I went in expecting it to be very much kind of a ripoff or opposite version of that kind of film. But the basic setup is this family, um, husband, wife, um, daughter, or young son, they go on kind of a two-month, you know, RV summer vacation, essentially. And while they're gone, they let these people stay in their house that they're, I guess, friends with. But then they realize they're not really that good of friends because when they come back from their vacation, these people are essentially squatters and they can't get in their house. So the whole concept of this or the setup is the fact that these people essentially signed an agreement to live in this house and they're paying the utilities so legally the other family that actually owns the house can't do anything about that so you can see how this setup um very much causes the how all of these events to play out you know they're very much going to court they're trying to go with uh talk to lawyers try to figure out how to get through this this um legal kerfuffle that they're in i guess and then they yes i word of, word of the day um Dang. but then they run into since they're living in their rv they run into some people from their past and it escalates from there because it's kind of like do we do this by the book you know go the way of the lawyers and the law or do we take it in our own hands kind of go an aggressive route because the person that they run into is someone from the wife's um, past, and they've they there's obviously a past there, and it transforms into it sort of starts off as this setup, you know, with the with the squatters. Then it turns into kind of like this almost procedural crime, not crime, but almost law story of them going to court, figuring out what's going on, this that. Then it turns into almost this guy trying to figure out who he is if he's domesticated if like it very much kind of focuses on the husband in this story because again there's there's kind of a fractured relationship there and then with this person from the past it very much causes that fractured relationship to very much be tested again and it's it's these relationships between these people it's this this house situation it's um the character realizing am i kind of like this domesticated husband and does my wife have control over me or do i need to go off and be my own person kind of you know almost take that fire that's inside me that rage that's built up over the years and get what is rightfully mine um I'm probably explaining this way better than it actually is. Mm -mm. Um, I found some fun bits to it. I mean, the last bit where it's, you know, this home invasion horror film, like, that's kind of almost what I wanted the whole film to be, but it very much does focus on these characters and um, the the problems that they're having. And you can see that this is kind of, you know, almost a real-life story. And at the beginning, it does say based on true events, but I did some more digging, and the only true event, I guess, is someone living in someone else's house. 
everything else is completely made up, obviously. <laughs> um, so that's the thing is I it could have had potential for something great, but I think that it kind of it came up short in a few places. And again, just a disclaimer, this is a French film, I believe, so subtitles oh. if you're not into that. Well, there you go. Subtitles. Real estate law. Excitement. <laughs> yeah. That's the... Uh, that's, that's oh, the oh, a French fry. I think we need a... We, need a, we either need a segment or a video series uh, on YouTube. At Jared Buckendall. That is, Jared explains a movie better than the movie actually is. <laughs> That's happened a couple times on this show. And it really I, has, and I'm starting to kick myself because I feel like I'm selling something that, I, I, a false advertisement here. I think it'd be fun. Take some actually shitty movies and just review them like they were classic, amazing films. I think that'd be pretty fun. D- don't feed me these ideas because they will happen. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. So we have the half of it and get in, not to be confused with get out, of course, in this week's reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it. I hated it. All right, folks, as you know, uh, we wrapped up reviews, so we're almost done with the show. But before we go, got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, t- one more thing. My one more thing is uh, I, I've been enjoying the extra time at home, um, and it's been allowing me to rewatch uh, quite a few movies. Uh, one of the things I rewatched this past weekend uh, was Inception. So this is 2010, uh, Christopher Nolan. Uh, what I will say, I'll, I'll keep this relatively short about Inception. Um, it still is fucking amazing is what I want to say about it. Like, still, after... You could put this movie out this fall and no one would know it was an old movie, for one thing. The entire thing holds up. All the acting, all the effects, everything holds up. If anything, the worst part about Inception would be if you heard the score for Inception now with all of its boahs, you would think, oh, another movie with boah horns. But this was the first one to really do that. So... Similar to, like, if you watch Halloween today, you're like, oh, just another slasher. But it was the first. Inception is that for that type of score. Um, Inception holds up, is still amazing, and made me incredibly excited for Tenet, which is Christopher Nolan's new movie that we're getting sometime. I don't, we, nobody knows when yet. Um, but uh, really got revved up. The other movie I recently rewatched and had a different experience with, Star Wars Episode One. Uh, the Phantom Menace. Oh uh, no! Watch that for Star Wars Day, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I. The last time I rewatched the entire series was right before Force Awakens came out when with Seth. Uh, we we did that, and I don't know. At that point, I watched it and was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." People shit on the first movie, but fuck them. No, episode one's actually not very good at all. <laughs> like, and I've I've been fighting that and defending that movie for a long time because there are some truly epic shit that happens in that movie, but it is it's in general just not super well made. So I I'm working through the progression with my girlfriend right now. So episodes two and three are still yet to come. I I've long been a prequels apologist for the Star Wars. Uh, very nervous going into episodes two and three based on my recent rewatch of episode one. Uh, hopefully they're better because episode one, I don't want to say it's unwatchable, but uh, I, I, I would understand if someone else said that. Uh, it's <laughs> I feel like I recall not... seeing that in theaters with Jared. Um, not Phantom Menace. I think it was Attack of the Clones, oh, if not for sure, of Revenge of the, of the Sith. 
Uh, like remember because I, I for sure remember I, I for sure remember Revenge of the Sith because we had like a reception wedding reception or baby shower or something our family went to prior to that we've been best buds Sounds ever since awesome. <laughs> oh man so yes uh, definitely rewatch Inception if you get a chance definitely avoid Phantom Menace if your previous <laughs> uh, if your previous thought of that movie was it's better than people think never watch it again because it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go. Um, I have I have a I have a, a a down story a little bit and a and a happy one for one more thing. Uh, the first one a little bit of a downer. Uh, the uh, actor who played Ted on Scrubs, uh, Sam Lloyd, uh, recently passed away. I've been uh, had have more of an eye on Scrubs lately because of talked about the the Scrubs rewatch podcast, which I'm fully loving. It's my favorite podcast right now. Um, but uh, yeah, Ted was great. Uh, he 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 had a he, the in the show he had uh, Sam Lloyd. He had um, an acapella band that was like a real band. Like if you remember that show, uh, that that's his actual band. So he he he's kind of just a he was a weird dude, but he 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 was always very funny. Uh, a lot of people talked about him this week. He did a lot of guest spots on shows and talked about how how good of a guy he was and really funny and all that stuff. And even to the end, he was he was still very positive and stuff. So. Don't want to don't want to bring it down too much, but uh, sad that he he's passed away uh, from cancer. Um, funny guy though, uh, and uh, for those rewatching Scrubs uh, or just kind of like Scrubs is one of those shows for me that I'll just throw on randomly because it's so funny. Um, you know he he's a he's a treat to watch on that show. So Ted is great. R A P Samoyed. The other one though, uh, an upper, uh, an up story. Uh, Gary Busey has a new show coming out on Amazon Prime uh, oh, called. Fuck called pet judge where he is basically gonna, where he's gonna no. he's gonna be uh judge judy for pet cases where he's gonna decide he's gonna preside and decide uh the ruling on uh uh certain pet cases uh you know like bitings and um uh, people like bringing their pets into like hotels and all kinds of stuff lawsuits with pets he's gonna be the judge he's gary Busey is the pet judge so <laughs> it's real it's 100 percent real and uh i can't wait for the show to come out so uh gary, gary Busey, pet judge <laughs> you know what? You should contact them because that's the opening. Or that's like after he deliberates. Like, I'm going to go to my chambers, and then he d- that's sounder plays, and then he comes out. <laughs> oh, man. It's uh, definitely pretty special. Love love the abuse. This sounds fucking amazing. This sounds like something I'm going to drink 10 beers and watch on a Saturday sometime and absolutely mm-hmm. love. Uh, wow. Yes, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm... Rule that... Uh... That flamingo shouldn't uh, have eaten that piece of cake off the the, the table. Uh, going to jail. Be <laughs> <laughs> like flamingo. First liver always makes inadvertent, necessary gastrointestinal orgasms. Flamingo. <laughs> <That's what it's> <laughs> <laughs> um. For my one more thing, I, I guess I should have jumped in right after Cody. I, I was going to say some stuff about Star Wars. Um, 
Cody, did you get my video that I sent over? I I, I do have this. It is ready yeah, to go. Yeah. So uh, just I have, I have a couple things. There's one funny one. Um, you know, talking about the prequels and whatnot. Um, some of the special effects and stuff don't hold up, but this deleted scene or deleted clip from Revenge of the Sith popped up, I guess, or resurfaced uh, this last week on Twitter. And I just got a kick out of it because, like, they actually filmed it. They edited it. This was potentially in the film. And I think that it could have maybe added because I, I guess, like, you know, uh, there, there's a relationship with our, our Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, the old one, is in the desert and he understands droid. And I guess this clip that we have set up would then explain how or why he then learned how to understand droid speak so cody without further ado can you play this clip this is this is fantastic i love this here we go it's broken can you understand what he's saying i'm not a protocol droid i'm pretty sure that beep is down i sense count dooku is above us oh yes 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 you're right beep is up i think <laughs> So that those beeps in there is Anakin Skywalker actually beeping. <laughs> He's mouthing. Yeah, I'll link to this if people want to see. He's mouthing the beeps, and it looks so stupid. It looks so goofy, but for some reason, like all of a sudden, that scene, like the background music and stuff, I felt like all of a sudden. It would end, and then Porky Pig comes up, and he's like, "But even that's all, folks." Like it is not Star Wars. It's not, and it. What's weird about it is tonally, it makes no sense, and that's that's part of the reason I had with Phantom Menace is like, they they do really dumb and bad jokes. At times, it seemed really weird. What they're about to do is go up and fucking cut Count <laughs> Dooku's head off. That's what they do in yeah. the next scene, and that's how they lead into. It's so fucking weird. I I love that they did it, but definitely it would not have worked. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Jill, what do you got? As one more thing, um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll just shout out J Buck again for plugging and chugging. What? Away. Hey, tell tell him about what your tell him about your purchase. Oh, I, does that count as a one more thing? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, my one Anything more thing one that more thing. just like brought me all the joy in the world this week is that I or like when I moved to Austin, I like when Jared and I and my boyfriend visited. Like we went out on the lake and kayaked and paddleboarded. And it was like the coolest thing. And I was like, when I move there, I'm getting my own freaking paddleboard. And I finally was like, I'm gonna suck it up and do it. And it came. And I have never been more excited about anything. I blew it up in my <laughs> living room last night. So there's a giant 10 and a half feet like surfboard just laying in my living room. And I can't wait. These things are sweet. Yeah, these are, uh, th I have not tried this yet, but th they're all the rage. Uh, here in Bend, uh, stand-up paddleboards, big big deal. Very happy for you and your purchase. Uh, it oh, sounds like you. you're gonna have you're gonna have some times in that thing that are crazy. <laughs> so we're happy for you. <laughs> but I will take the opportunity yeah, definitely. to shout J Buck out too, because three years of plugging and chugging. <laughs> three years. Plugging, plugging and chugging. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Plugging and chugging is the title of my autobiography. <laughs> yeah, he'll write it one day. But is in parentheses in front of yeah. it. Yeah, and it's with two T's. <laughs> <laughs>
Wait, so both times? Is it so is it butt plugging and butt chugging? <laughs> <laughs> it should be. Otherwise that's the sequel. You're gonna want to get on that quickly because I think uh, other websites might jump on that title before you <laughs> if if you're not quick to it. Yeah, but I'm gonna get edu. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, I thought uh, you were gonna get dot biz. Dot biz is a hot commodity these days. Okay. Yeah, you gotta get the the biz apparently. Uh, anyway. <laughs> 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 so what do, what do we got? We got stand up paddle boards. We got uh, we got. We got other stuff too. We got bee boops and bob ops. We got fucking Phantom Menace sucks, but Inception's still awesome. And uh, and we got uh, in in loving memory for for Sam Lloyd uh, from Seth as well. So a, a jam packed. And Gary Busey. Of, and Gary Busey. Yeah, don't forget Gary Busey's new show on Amazon. Keep an eye out for that <laughs> shit. Uh, and that, that's it for one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. All righty. Well, uh, it's been an, another great episode. Uh, of the SoCo show, if I could say so myself. Uh, big shouts out to our guest this week, Jill Buckendall. Jill, anything out there under the sun that you wanna that you wanna plug? How can folks connect with you? They can't. Jill is off limits. I'll just say I'm trying to take after Jared and actually do things on my own, but they just haven't got there yet. So when they do, uh, bring me back on and I'll plug then. I'll plug and chug. There you go. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. Well, we we look forward to to bringing you back, uh, especially for more Judge Jill, because that was a highlight today. Uh, so thank you for joining us, Jared. At Jared Buckendall. Thanks again for being on, uh, and and it's been it's been nice having you. We're we're excited to continue to have have you as a, as a pseudo co-host for uh, for what's been uh, a trying time for all of us. The the in these unprecedented times, uh, <laughs> your uh, your your addition to the show I, I know has been a welcome one. So we appreciate you being back again. No, no, thank you. Uh, you guys keep asking me. I I you know. I'm I'm there to uh, be here, serve, you know, be a guest, all that stuff. Who knows? Probably another what six months of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give or take. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, you can find Jared on all the socials at Jared Buckendall, and uh, on Twitter, search for J Buck Studios. Uh, definitely check and out this week's uh, this week's recorded J Buck Live. Uh, had some great flashback clips uh, that were really rewarding to watch, and uh, and on an upcoming movies and nonsense. With the there same crew, right? It's going to be the three of us on on an f- upcoming episode. Do I have that right? That is correct. Oh, that one's going to be. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, I don't know when we're possibly going to record it, but I imagine <laughs> the, vibe, the vibe is probably going to be starkly different from from this podcast. Um, who knows? Uh, weeks between. <laughs> we probably a long time. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have a beard by then, probably. Uh, so look forward. I'm gonna to have a bush that. by then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nasty. <laughs> oh well. For more on Jared's bush, make sure you guys check out movies and nonsense. Yeah, you have to. You have to. You have to subscribe to his Patreon to know about his pubic hair. There you go. Uh, I as as a Patreon contributor for Jared's uh, Jared's show, highly highly worth all the pube content. You you don't think you. <laughs> You don't think beforehand that you want that, but then when you get it, you're like, oh my God, I'm so glad 
that this is what I'm spending money on each month. So I, I was going to say, there's a lot to sift through, but once you get there, <laughs> yeah. it's good. Break yourself, fool! I didn't mean to hit the break yourself, but it worked. <laughs> We're all broken inside, but uh, that's what happens when you tune into some pubic programming. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, There were were quite a few good candidates for the the show title this week, but pubic programming is going to (laughs) be... At the buzzer. Oh, my gosh. You might need a buzzer with, with all that pubic programming you have. Wow. Well, uh, shouts out, of course, to our, our anchor contributors and to all of our sponsors. Make sure you check them out in the description box. And uh, we'll be back with episode 144 uh, coming at you in a week from now. But uh, until then, for Jill Buckendall, Jared Buckendall, the so-host Seth Ott, I've been the co-host Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.